Idol episode four is over, but we are just going to show the post-show recap. My name is Grace, but I am not alone. Ariel, Ariel, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, you know, trying to stay sane in all this chaos at the house. Stars belong to the world, Ariel. <laughs> they don't belong we to you. Stop them. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. I'm, I'm learning a lot uh, from this show, or... The show is trying to teach me things, and I don't care to learn a lot of them, I think. <laughs> the penultimate episode of The Idol, Ariel, apparently. At least That's season one. news. Okay, so yeah. you and I had this discussion yeah. uh, off pod, and it was like, uh, yeah. did, did we make it up that it was six originally? And then I went and researched. There were, like, credible articles, yeah. uh, old ones now at this point, obviously, out-of-date out of ones, that had said six. So it seems like at some point they they changed their mind what that means we can only speculate i have a big theory about this episode of where we might be going to the finale i first saw this i think on uh on IndieWire, um that i think has a lot of potential weight to it and i think potentially will make people really hate the show and also i think not that people aren't already hating on the show but i think maybe tracks as to why they either removed an episode mm-hmm. took the content from whatever and smushed it together into one episode right whatever the case may be so let's chat through this episode um as i said uh stars belong to the world is the name of the episode and we get uh basically uh one of my favorite characters i think my favorite character on the show maybe uh divine joy randolph as destiny basically going undercover into the house uh, is like the theme of this episode uh-huh. um, as she watches and calls Heim and is like, hey, so it's weird. But over the course of the week, either sees that there's potential for all of these like musical cultists that that uh, Tedros has actually found that maybe actually they could be good artists if they actually weren't under the sway and influence of Tedros. And maybe it's just worth having Tedros around in the house um, or is lying. To Heim that like there's actually some stuff going on here but we yeah and then over the course of the episode we're going to find out that Diana uh, is going to is is we learned this already that she's going to get uh, she's being like set up to be a superstar in lieu of Jocelyn she's going to get world class singer and uh, she reveals to Jocelyn that Tedros knew that she like convinced Diana to bring Jocelyn to the club which then leads uh, Jocelyn to call over ex-boyfriend, sleep with him in the bedroom while Tedros cries outside of the bath, uh, the room to Prince. Um, and then <laughs> that's this all, what happens yeah. when, uh, when doves cry. <laughs> that's right. And so it all comes for circle earlier in the episode. Tedros overhears uh, Xander played by Troy Savon singing. And then ultimately it's revealed that Jocelyn's mother outed, uh xander and then also made him sign a contract that he would never become a singer and um they uh, then torture him uh very interestingly xander is calling jocelyn crazy and like ruined his life um that she's worse than her mother um while he has a dog collar like zapping collar on him and then in fairness to him you know he's under extreme duress so whether or not he believes those things that he's saying is is, is debatable i will get to the theory ariel uh, uh-huh. uh 
they zap him so much he eventually says okay just kidding i was lying the whole time and seemingly by the end of the episode he is fully under tedros sway as he takes a picture uh, of rob jocelyn's ex with a girl like in a bikini like sitting on top uh to probably try to blackmail rob and or you know convince jocelyn uh, yeah Jocelyn jealous yeah. maybe but like yeah the stakes seem very low in that situation regard or at least yeah. as it's being presented to us so far and you're too like possibilities of what that picture is for yeah it's kind of like who cares yeah so i i think that for me what would really alert me in the premiere even the premiere episode even without there were things that felt troubling i loved the world that they had kind of built where like you have all of these people like we have not seen dan levy on this show uh since episode one uh i thought we were gonna get harry neff and then harry neff is only in the episode via voice uh, over a uh, camera off on zoom classic zoom. choice Cla classic good choice <laughs> yeah can't, can't can't hate it but uh yeah i think if you're in the tv show so this world and then it has been so self-contained to the house and how all of this stuff is happening i feel like without real impact of how it's sort of like we get allusions to how it's affecting the outside world with um um we get the guy Finkelstein gets brought up again this episode mm -hmm. that like he, you know, the tour and seemingly Leah is still like, Hey, this is all wild and whatever is like the voice of reason, but gets drowned out. I just feel if I can really feel that they, I think that they reshot a lot of this Ariel because it feels pretty tiny, especially compared to the first episode when they're like driving in the car, they can go to the club and we've just like, been at the house for they're like we have like five days to shoot five episodes and we're in this house yeah. yeah yeah i couldn't help but turn off that piece of my brain that as we already said there was like an episode that seemingly has gone away and at least in like the total episode order uh number rather and so my brain was constantly like okay did they i was looking for the seams right the like is this perhaps like supposed to happen later on or is there a little bit of like yada yadaing happening like in the way that divine's character is like okay now i've been here a week i'm like a week really that was like very fast um i don't disagree with your theory i think you know with the exception of in the beginning of the episode we get some uh some stuff outside it it does feel very contained and it just feels like a lot of the not that it was very impressive in the earlier episodes but it feels like a lot of the character motivations have are even less explainable like for instance the um uh troy savant's character I'm, I'm blanking on his name now xander um xander just it seeming it seemed to me like that transformation and i know uh and I know it's been like a week already, you know, there was like, that was kind of happening in tandem with divines, like, um, or excuse me, destiny, the character, uh, destiny's like spy craft thing, which I agree with. It was like my favorite part of the whole thing. Her scenes with, uh, the, I don't know the actor's name, Chloe. Chloe yeah. They were I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about fun. those scenes. Um, but the, the Xander specifically, I was like, this just seems like a big leap to go from, I don't trust or I'm not sure to then like being outed, you know, at the dinner before this of like, you know, having known about the abuse of, uh, you know, from from Jocelyn's mother to now at the end, at, like towards the end of this episode and and in the middle of it, just kind of 
being, af- I, I can understand maybe being afraid of Chedros's people, but like falling in line, like specifically I'm thinking of the image where like, Chedros is like, all right, everybody wake up. All right, stand in line. And then I'm like, why is Xander there? Like what? this kind of makes no sense to me just on like a character motivation level of like why he would have fallen under the spell of, of Tedros. I just, and still I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not the only one, but I'm having trouble believing that these people would be compelled enough by a person like Tedros, uh, just based on the performance, unfortunately, but it's yeah i did feel all to say that i did feel i was looking for those seams and i identified like a couple of different uh hypotheticals in my mind at least as to like maybe this was uh not quite rushed but consolidated or even full out reshot like you're saying um so the the twist that indywire thinks is coming next week is that jocelyn has been is is actually the monster the whole time this is not a story of a woman who is it like in a the, fight club situation where Tedros isn't even real and she's like imagine no no <laughs> I think sorry. that I think that it's more that she puts people in a position to be able to make herself seem like the victim is potentially the theory so that her mom actually maybe wasn't abusive uh that um that bringing in Tedros is basically this has been a plan by her all along and I think the biggest piece of evidence for that is probably Xander's uh, confession when he's talking about how psychotic Jocelyn is, that is this sort of, and, and, you know, if you look back at that scene, that dinner scene where he, it's revealed that he like knew everything was happening, but doesn't say anything. Is that basically like, yeah, it's say anything because like, it's not like, it's, it's you Jocelyn, you're, you're the monster. I don't, I think that that is an awful ending. And I think that there's enough to see it in here that I definitely think that's what we could get next week. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with you in the first thing you said of like, I think that wouldn't feel great. And I think in some ways the show, you know, certainly hasn't really given us enough to sell that and have it be compelling and have it be believable, even in this universe that they're creating that I have trouble believing a lot of the Tedro stuff. But I also think that, the show hasn't really while i it, it, while on the one hand i would find that fascinating to watch the show even try to pull that off like in its final episode right cuz now we're talking finale now next week mm-hmm. while that would be almost, like the audacity of that would be impressive to me i really don't how can i say this i what I have seen so far doesn't make me think that the show is even capable of trying that. And I, I would, ha- I'd be, I'm happy to be wrong, but that's, that's how I feel about that. I, I do feel like he, I don't know. I feel like his, specifically the second season of Euphoria, I feel like, I don't know. It feels like he, he would, Sam Levinson would try, but, um, cause mm-hmm. I do think As Anakin that, Skywalker once said, you will try. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, I mean, the other thing that's in here is, um, when uh, when Destiny and Haim are talking about Tedros, so that we get the reveal that he his uh, he has a different name, uh, Mauricio Costello Jackson. Um, in 2012, he was arrested and accused of kidnapping his ex girlfriend, which Jocelyn will relay to Destiny as like no, like 
he it was self-defense and then all of these people that were like were you know similar to what's happening here they all like you know used him um and sold him out uh rather than being like saying uh that like, he was helping their music career he they like said he was like their pimp basically so um yeah that's a thing that happens in this episode um but they do talk about they're like maybe we should just kill him <laughs> Like Haim and and uh, and Destiny, and they're like, was incredible. Nah, maybe not. But I also did think, like, I, and he's like, only... come on, why, why not? <laughs> I know the only thing that's was holding me back from like a like a a murder death thing ending was that like, what if they think the show is like them personally, like The Weeknd and Sam Levinson are like, we're gonna do another season of this show, right? And HBO's like secretly being like no, we're absolutely not doing another season of this show, but like, if they think it's good, are they going to end it with it? Like, maybe they don't want this to be like a limited series, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I, the, the other thing that, that was annoying me again, this is from like, a because at all times, whether I'm enjoying a thing or not, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, pay attention to the quote unquote rules of the universe of the show, as we have been told, and like some of the character motivations and stuff like that. And like trying to see what fits and what doesn't make sense. It, it feels like this thing with Haim and Destiny came an entire episode too late because it was two episodes mm. ago where they were like, okay, it seems like we have a problem. And then they kind of weren't in the last episode that much in episode three. And then in this episode, it was like, okay, this is operation, like take them down. It's like, they are entirely too good at their jobs to at least not have acted on this sooner. Like it's one thing I can understand, like they let it, uh, they, they kind of didn't know it was happening and that's one thing, but for them to only be doing this now feels like it's undercutting the uh the authority almost that destiny and heim have and like the power that they have they're clearly very good at their jobs and clearly care about jocelyn you could make the argument of course as always that like it's about the money for them but at the end of the day they do seem to really care about her and i was kind of just like it felt like okay finally this is happening it feels like it's happening too late and i'm kind of annoyed but also i'm having so much fun watching her be the spy that it's it's ultimately fine um but again in this like thinking about like what should happen where and did they consolidate stuff it was like where was this before i don't i don't know if i buy that they care about jocelyn that much i i feel like i feel like this is like sam levinson trying to be like really cynical also about how uh celebrities are treated but like i mm. i do so coming out of this uh when the Rolling Stone interview came out, the the behind the scenes stuff, but how much of a nightmare it was, there was this wave of like rebuttals from um, some of the people involved in the show, including The Weeknd. But one of them was Lily Rose Depp, who talked about she she was like full frontedly like in support of Sam Levinson. She's like, I've never had someone more supportive of of me on set, and he really, you know. And I think that there's there was some stuff out of Euphoria too, where a lot of them get to like improvise their lines, and and there's some talk about like you know what Sam Levinson was able to do. Obviously, there's like the Barbie Ferreira story, right? Where you know seemingly there was a story planned for uh, her character in season two of Euphoria that mm -hmm. seemingly went nowhere and got kind of 
cut and she was made out to be kind of like this like awful sort of person the way she treats her boyfriend in the season too but i i do think sam levinson i think this is like one of the things that i feel like he he does feel he's sort of a defender of these young women in that in that like he that's these are the stories he's choosing to tell so far on television um at least include euphoria and then and then the idol um what's the what's he did a movie sam uh, levinson defender of women well i I mean, I kind of feel like that's how he views himself. Like, honestly. No, no, for sure, for sure. I, I understand yeah. that that's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that that's so, how you believe. So I feel like, I think Destiny is an amazing character. But I also think, I think that there are levels to which all the people who are sort of like in her life, who are looking after, like, who are like ma helping manage her career. I think that there are varying levels of how much they care about Jocelyn. But I do feel like he's basically trying to say, like, I don't think any of them actually, like, Actually, care is is not maybe the right word, but like because the, it's not to your point about the different levels. It's not that simple. It's but not. also, I think to the point that you're making of like they're they're so competent, they're so good at their. I, like I feel like if they were the, like this, the show doesn't like the show can't exist if they're actually really good at if they actually want to protect Jocelyn, right? Like the shit, the the, yeah. the cult, the cult can't actually infiltrate. So it's this mismatch for me of like. Destiny is letting all this stuff happen. Like Destiny's still letting all this stuff, and Heim's letting all this stuff happen. So, like, can you actually say you do care about Jocelyn? If you like, obviously, Heim's like paying her mortgage or whatever. You know, yeah. there's a degree at which like he is financially supporting her. But, but I also even feel that, like you could say, you know, he's doing it because he's hoping for a return on it. You know, like, and that's what the undercover money at the end of the undercover thing. It's like, well, how are the songs? And it's like, they're actually like pretty good, you know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, OK, all right, cool. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think they're willing to let all this stuff happen, especially when they find out about the stuff that he's been like accused of, because there's a potential that she will make music and make them money. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a really like he is. I feel like Sam Levinson is trying to like as much as this is like there's a cult thing going on. He is also it feels like condemning a bit of like the music industry, I think. But, no, for sure. And I think yeah. Uh, which. Yeah, you I think it's it's it makes sense that that's what he would be doing. He seems to have a lot of opinions about you know, whether it's, uh, you know, back to episode one, the intimacy coordinator thing or, you know, just the industry in general, I think for sure I would agree with that of like, I'm here to, you know, make some some sweeping uh, generalizations or indictments of the way things work. The the Destiny and Heim thing is fascinating to me in so many different ways. And I, I don't disagree with you, even though I personally feel and I think it's, again, that thing of like when you like a character so much, you want to believe either their best or you want to believe whatever their emotional journey and uh, just characterization is leading you. And I perhaps am am guilty of that, like believing that they actually care about her. But I think, like you said, it isn't it isn't that simple, really, right? And I think the scene with Destiny and Chloe that we talked about briefly is a really good example and kind of like a lens in some ways to view Destiny's relationship with Jocelyn because clearly Destiny is in that scene just looking for information, right? They, her and Haim talk about like, you know, she's just going to be a fly on the wall, like don't get involved, just get information, just like organically 
uh, infiltrate this world and see what you can find out. And she does an amazing job of not really fighting anything and just, you know, Chloe literally yells at her from down the hall and she's like, oh, who are you? And then she gets her to sing for her. She gets her to admit that she's 17 or she starts to say she's 17, but yeah. that's no dummy. She totally obviously picked up on that. Um, and it seems like they that may come into play perhaps at and how they defeat him. I don't know. But the 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 tenderness with which Destiny treats Chloe, I think is real. And I think it's it's almost like she couldn't she couldn't be good at this infiltrating thing and at connecting with people if on some level she didn't she didn't mean the things she was saying like just on a on a general human level she probably does really feel bad for this girl like she's treating her as an enemy for sure and she's just trying to get information from her but she she's hearing the story and she's like oh my god like i totally see how someone like you who was a drug addict and who was living on the streets would get involved in all this stuff and to the greater point of like destiny and jocelyn like i think it's supposed to show in part that like destiny can exist in both of those headspaces, right? Like I, I have genuine empathy and care for like this other human being, but it will, it can only go so far as like furthering my cause in this case, her, you know, her and Heim, uh, their plan. And I will say also very quickly, destiny and Heim show, like I will. No, watch. no, no. <laughs> destiny and Rachel Sano show. That's what I want. Get her involved. I think the Destiny and Heim dynamic is incredible because clearly what interests me is like they clearly have been through so much together and trust each other implicitly. They're co-managers so like, of Jocelyn's career. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah. you know, who I want to hear all the crazy stories of things they've done, people they've killed already, right? Because like the way Destiny's like, we should just kill him. Mm -hmm. I say bring uh bring uh Rachel Sinnoh's character. You can easily fold her yeah. into the show for sure. Because I love her, obviously. Yeah. Oh, how to renew the idol, but no, yeah, I don't have idol, no colon. weekend or <laughs> the managers, the idol colon, the managers. Yeah, uh, that's the universe uh -huh. I want to see. I mean, now they're in the HBO universe. Uh, do, are we, do we want the, that trio to show up at the White Lotus? <laughs> well, we do, I would say let's add uh, what's her name? Maddie, who already made an appearance, apparently in that mm -hmm. first episode, right? That's at right. The club. So yeah. it's again, all a shared universe. Easily fold her into the universe as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she's the one trying to have a music career and they're all, you know, working with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for me and I feel like we're like, you know, saying this every week, but I think the biggest piece is that like, you know, the performance by the weekend um, is I think the thing I'm like struggling with the most because he's supposed to be this alluring guy. Like I think the Sanders storyline where by the end of it, he's, he's, he's so in that he's willing to like figure out how to gaslight like Jocelyn and, and blackmail this guy, Rob. Um, also, but like Rob came out of nowhere. It was like, have we not, have we haven't met Rob before, right? It's just like Rob, an ex. It might have been He's like an a actor. mention of him as her yeah. ex, but yeah. definitely haven't really had much from him or never saw him before. And I, I think that like one of the things that I think is, you know, I, I am fascinated by like cults and how you can go so far as to be involved like somebody who is you know a victim of being lured into a cult can go so long with and then all of these awful things are happening and how that sort of like indoctrination works i feel like i mean the story that's being told right is is that tedros tells all these people and and the the episode title 
is said by the guy that um like rachel snow's like leah's character is like with um stars belong to the world they don't belong to you so all this like trauma and stuff that happens to them um you know is in service of of art and in this case music and you can see how like it was it is interesting to me to sort of find out that like we knew that chloe played the piano we knew that like that, that other guy sang, but the count? fact that they're all sort of being like lured in with this idea and they're like all making music. They're like here at this, like, you know, the thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like some of the stuff of like, when, when Tedros is like, I have the perfect idea of how to get her to hit the right note for the song. And then he's just like, you know, making her climax while everybody watches. Well, I'm like, everybody watches. And importantly, I thought this was, uh, I don't even know how to say this, but it was almost like to the show's very, very small credit that like the other, like the producer, Mike, uh, I can't remember his name now, Mike. Patton. That's Mike no, Dean, Mike who is, Dean. he's playing himself, which okay. is yeah, wild that's what, that he agrees to do this. Yeah, because yeah. he comes out of his car, like with the bong, doing bong rips yeah. and either smoking a cigarette or a joint separately from that. And him in this scene that you're talking about where they were, Tetris is like, I know how to do this. And he's going to like blindfold her. And she's like double knotted. And I'm like, please enough with this. Uh, They're laughing. And it's like, it feels like when you're watching the scene with, with the two of them laughing, it's like, they're the outsiders and they're like the audience proxy. But I don't think, I certainly don't think the show was self-aware enough to be like, let's put these people in who are laughing because that's what the audience reaction is going to be. But it's like at least somebody in the room was like having a reaction that seems normal because this is so ridiculous and also clearly, I mean, beyond inappropriate and 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 just kind of not okay like the the way that the way that leia's character is like very casually and jokingly says like we're all we're all sitting there watching her like get assaulted um again the show being like very very casual with something that is very problematic it's it felt like oh wow okay so i guess they do know how ridiculous it is but they're still doing it i it's it's confounding to me as usual well yeah there's a um, in last week's episode, they hook up in a in a when they're shopping in the in the changing rooms, mm-hmm. and then Tedros ends up like finishing on the wall, and it's just like I get this is like assault, uh, like a you know that like somebody has to clean that up, like they didn't like they didn't clean your you know it's like I don't know the fact that like you know whatever you can argue that Jocelyn is consenting to what's happening, uh, and if my twist if the twist that IndieWire suggests is correct, then perhaps she's more than consenting and making uh um the weekend consent tedros consent everybody else who is forced to watch it is being subject to uh assault basically yeah you know no it's so yeah there's that distinction yeah it's wild it's uh i almost don't know now what would be better if there was no twist at all or if or i guess what would be worse if there's like no twist at all or if it was this twist that would at least as presented to me in my head right now would absolutely not work um so i i mean the only the only reason like the twit for me that the like the i mean other than like that's that's not what the show is but like for me there is a little bit of like that is a bad so what is what is sam levinson and and the weekend who like co-created this what do they what are they trying to tell us basically mm -hmm. is is the thing i keep going back to about this show right and i feel like 
my feeling at the moment is that there's a little bit of like the music industry so doesn't have someone's best interest and people's best interest in mind Mm -hmm. that they can end up. And and I think like, you know, this is the lens that they're using, but I feel like, you know, it applies to like young um, movie stars and and basically young women celebrities. Mm -hmm. If we don't actually take care of them, like that's how you can like fall into this, like, you know, an even worse thing of abuse. Like, I don't think the show is trying to like come out of this, be like, Tedros Tedros is awesome, right? Like this cult is cool. Like it's, it, they're not um, like clearly this idea that like you have to go through trauma to achieve good art is something that I, I feel like he ha- they have to think is not true. They can't think that that's true. Right. Or else. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure the, the intensity of it, like there is the idea of like working through your trauma, right. Whether that be therapy, whether that be whatever, uh, whatever kind of psychological uh, aid you you want to help you do that is obviously valid. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you would be like consistently being re-traumatized by this person who's taking advantage of you is bad and is like this extreme that you can see unfortunately i think you can see people in the real world being like yeah that's that's right that feels right this is this, that's how art that's how art is made which i which i definitely don't agree with i it's hard i guess ultimately my answer to your question is it's kind of hard to say at times what the show is quote unquote trying to say versus what it's saying accidentally versus what it's not saying at all and should be saying um yeah because i feel like that that episode one that moment where there's like the the um sensitivity coordinator does feel like that's something like the system that has been established does not work for young women right like it's not actually it's not actually listening to their needs and what they what they what they want and and how they're respected and then i feel like this whole thing where she's fallen into this cult tedra's cult is basically like because like the fact that her music, her managers are like basically willing to let it happen, mm-hmm. uh, it you know, it is basically to and, and there's enough like I don't know, I guess like mistrust in, in like world class sinner. I mean, it just seems like a silly song, but the, the, it's sort of one of the big premises of the show is that like she and where her and Tedros agree is like that's not her music, right? That she's just trying to be like put into a box and a label and be what everybody thinks she should be. And when you just, you know, there's a world where like, even when they listen to it and they're like, and Nikki's like, okay, so I'll just say it like, no, absolutely not. And you can tell that sort of everybody else around the table wants to be like, yeah, also no, like we're not going to do that, but doesn't want to get like, it's like, you know, they should be like, that's not great, but also, yeah, let's like figure out how to like make the art that you want to make, you know, compromise in some way, but because everything is like riding on her there's like money to be made from jocelyn Mm. she ends up like like falling into this thing that is 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 even worse because the system is not set up which is just very interesting as a theme if that's like what we i mean if the twist that i have posited indiewire thinks is happening next week then i that changes that completely because then i don't think like that i i don't know how that you you square those two things if that's the twist but it's funny because I think that at the, that the reason why I feel like that twist is coming is because 
I feel like the critique of like the working uh, conditions on the set and how much stuff changed and all of this stuff and the way that the original director was like pushed out and the way that they didn't love the themes that she was going for. The twist ending makes me feel like it's more what I would expect from Sam Levinson than what we are getting, which is him being like, protect these young women while also the arguments labeled sort of against him in terms of the behind the scenes of the show is that he's not doing these things. Right. That's like a, some of the critique of euphoria too. So it's like, if that's his message, he's not actually like, it's interesting because he's not acting on it, but maybe it's a reaction to, to that, right. For him to be like, people don't understand how to actually like support these young women like I do. And so mm -hmm. tell this story. And I don't know. I'm starting this conversation and I'm yeah. doing it honestly, because I am able to, you know, put this magnifying glass on the industry and blah, blah, blah. I mean, at this point, nothing would really, would really surprise me. I think the, you know, one thing that did surprise me this episode, and you mentioned just now the, uh, the name of the song, which now I'm blanking on something. Uh, World Class Center. Center. World Class yeah. Center, yes. The the Diane character, I think, is yeah has been fascinating. And I ex this is another thing that kind of went away. Like, I think it was like episode two that that uh, Nikki was like, oh, let's talk about this. And then nothing really happened with that in episode three. And now it comes back in this way. I thought it was so fascinating that like yeah. we found out much earlier that that the the trip to Tedros's club, right, initiated by Diane was seemingly by Tedros's design, right? Like Diane was supposed to bring her and like it all went according to plan. But this slip up of Diane's seems genuine and seems like it's not part of anybody's plan. Right. And, you know, uh, Jocelyn's reaction to it seems seems genuine you know she calls her ex and kind of who knows where that's going now yeah the, the twist whole... also doesn't make sense with the tedros i knew you tedros knew you were coming yeah i guess i guess that's true but uh, that that part was actually like somewhat compelling to me of like oh this character diane who's finally getting what she's wanted even if it's regardless if it's under the auspices of tedros or not would slip up in this way and it felt like a very organic hanging thread that had been left that comes into a comes back into play in a way that we were not expecting and uh yeah and i actually just like diane because she's a great dancer and people who are great dancers should be celebrated <laughs> right. in my opinion but we'll see maybe maybe yeah. she's the one that ends up dead next episode i don't know yeah um i think the last piece i just want to touch on really quickly is the some i mean we talked about the xander stuff but man there's more homophobia i think twice in this episode from tedros which you know, is that going anywhere um, other than just this guy is the worst? So he's homophobic, too, because uh, he calls he tells Rob, he says all actors are uh, F calls him the F word. And then when he has scared Xander after hearing him sing, he's like, what do you think I was going to like F you in the butt or what? It's like, God, so awful. Um, but I, I did like that. Troy Sivan is getting something in the show, even if I like kind of hate it. I feel bad. He was like, he got to to uh, writhe around in yeah, got to emote from yeah. the electric collar yeah. and have his feet tied up. So you know that's something, and then act like a zombie later on, yeah. and then be fully like indoctrinated in a way that made absolutely no sense to me. But to your point, maybe there's maybe there's a grander plan at play for him. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I think that's it for the idol. This I think that's uh, where the stars belong to the that's world. Enough. That's enough, I think. You know, someone asked us if we were hate watching. I said, I think we're firmly in hate watch territory at this moment. So, yeah. Um, Ariel, what else you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at that other Ariel covering uh, movies with you, Grace. Butcher Recaps Theater every week. We're we're going to the movies and we're seeing things. And luckily, Tedros has not made an appearance in any of those movies. That's right. Um, also covering Dark with you and Philly. And that is also coming to its end, which is very sad for me personally. I think for all of us. But yeah. we're having a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think there's more stuff coming. But that's it for now. All right. Um, yeah, we're wrapping up our succession coverage. We wrapped up the uh, the Battle Royale this week, and then we'll have the final episode, ranking episode out this week. Uh, on the Rob as a podcast, I have the Pride is Spoken, chatting with LGBTQ survivors all month long. We've chatted with Carla, Hi, and Missy Bird, so check those out. And yeah, I think that is it. Uh, we'll be back next week with the apparently season or series finale of The Idol. Until then. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.